For any Yankee fans looking for a podcast to listen to, I suggest you check out NYY Sports Talk. Are you listening? Tune into the fellas. Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. There's no BS, there's no drama. Uh. Just feel like you with the fellas talking baseball. Uh. Welcome back. This is episode 229 of the NYYST podcast. I'm your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. Are you? And extra long because we never know if we're going to ever see him again. And S-G-R. Water. Did you say Wyatt uh, Earp? Wider. Flatter. It's a Stacy thing. You're flat earther. Wow, it got windy. Oh. Sorry if you hear the wind in the mic, man. I had to open my windows because it's so fucking hot. But now it's like windy. It's like oh, windy. Oh, in my I don't know if don't Chris. Know Chris is scared of. I am wind. scared of the wind. That's true. They invented so. this thing called air conditioning. Yeah, it's not. I'm not there yet. I mean, I would be if I lived in my house alone. Forget it. But I have little kids, you know. So like you, you turn. Kids? You turn, I, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Yeah, My daughter's pediatrician said that uh, optimal sleeping uh, temperature for a child is, is uh, 65 degrees. Oh, yeah? Are you being serious right now? Because I'll no, fucking crank I'm, I'm that thing. I'm serious. Wow. I'll crank it right down right now. You're going to go crank? I'll crank. Go crank. No, that's your job. You you, you, <laughs> you crank. Uh, this episode we have is... We to laugh this, to well, keep well, this episode is brought to you yeah. by our patrons. We will read all new patrons on the Monday show. But just a reminder, if you want to support the MIYSD podcast, we talked about this being our last season. Uh, this is one of the ways that uh, that we can keep moving on. So if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash MIYST. You get a bunch of shit. You'll get a bunch of shit, including no a need 40% to just segue off. into it. Chris is just like... Chris is just like, oh, I'm just going to fucking do it Well, now. you got it. Well, here's what happens. Can I tell you why? Because if we start bullshitting too much about cranking, people go, you know what? I'm going to hit the 30-second pass until I start talking about the Yankees. So I got to fit it into the crank talk. I got to fit it in. No, but people like when Stack Guy Ride talks about cranking. I know Those they do. Are, I've the seen ratings charts. go through the roof. The ratings go through the roof. You're the, That's not yeah, the only thing that goes through the roof. <laughs> it just all goes through the roof. <laughs> People do like people have crushes on Rye. They do. Yeah, SGR. That's true. Oh, my DMs flood. I gotta dude. tell you, Ryan, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna You you could go. You go. You go. You talk. I'm gonna Ryan's gonna be he's not gonna be very happy with me in a few minutes. Oh, uh, I know. We're gonna talk about Tyler. Yeah, Wade. I could have I yeah. But Ryan, I gotta say, anyone anyone who's like, should I sign up to their Patreon page? Uh if you do, the first episode of Mike's on late is on there and our buddy Lewis, you remember Lewis, right? He texted yeah. me and he goes, he goes, who's doing that Francesa? I'm like, my brother. He's like, and who's doing the Minko? I'm like, my brother. He's like, and Cashman, my brother. <laughs> he was like blown away. But and and the highwayman? <laughs> brother. Joe Namath, brother. Uh <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I forgot Namath's in there. 
But anyone anyone who wants to take a listen to episode one, go ahead. I promise you episode two, as good as episode one is, episode two blows it away so far. Oh, it, sweet. It, it was, I'm not going to listen to episode two. It's so good. I feel Ryan peaked. It's so, no. <sighs> I hope not. Ryan does, Ryan does a scene where Frances is reading his own tweets, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying listening to it. And, 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 and Brett Gardner's on. This week on on Mike's on late, Gardy joins. Gardy has yeah. a nice interview. <laughs> oh man, I can't. I'll I'll start blowing too many. Just trust me. You you want to listen to it? Don't spoil it. I won't. I won't. It's <laughs> good. Okay, let's piss. Let's trigger SGR now. No, <clears throat> let's trigger ourselves first. Okay. Actually, before we trigger anybody, please not only check out. Not not only check us out on Patreon because uh, of Stack Guy Rise immense talents, and uh, if you haven't listened to the first episode of Mike's on Late, you're just you're doing yourself a disservice. I mean, that is worth five bucks a month alone. Uh, we're gonna start rolling out more content this week. Uh, I'm gonna do a couple of um, post game reaction shows, quick little ten minute, maybe five ten minute hitters on that night's game. It won't be every night. But just whenever I can get up here and uh, you know shoot a couple, uh, you know, sh- what shoot a couple thoughts out, mm. getting dirty. So shooting. We'll see. That'll be another uh, added Patreon bonus, a little post game reaction, and we'll come up with uh, some other stuff along the way. But just Ryan alone, that Mike's on late. If you haven't listened to it, please, you know, do yourself a favor. Even if just pay the five bucks to listen to Ryan's episodes and then tell me that you're going to actually cancel after you hear that Nah, you won't and then you're going to get more content on top of that you won't but also please leave us a five-star rating and review on itunes hey you know what you don't even have to say that you like the show just be like i'm leaving them a five-star rating and review just because and we'll be like oh thank you you could call us a bunch of dicks if you want just leave us five. Just make sure it's five star. You could air out every grievance that you've ever had with any of the, the two. Well, not no one's ever had a grievance. You could even mine, misplace your anger. <laughs> like it could, you could be angry at someone else and take it out on us as long as it's just five as stars. Long, yeah, as long as five stars, five stars. Five stars. And subscribe to the show on uh, YouTube as well. So That's we got it. all the the bookkeeping out of the way. Uh, the Yankees are going to return home tomorrow, uh, Friday for a three-game series against the Tigers, and Chris, they're going to be three games under fucking 500 because they fucking lost today to the goddamn Orioles. They lost four to three in ten fucking innings. I'm not even going to get into the fucking... Yeah, we're going to have to because we're going to have to talk about fucking Tyler Wade, but I'm not going to even talk about the fucking Mickey Mouse Little League rules that they played under after the ninth inning today. And when we recorded Sunday night, what did we say? What did we say they had to do? Mm, uh, do we? Do I even have to like say the words? I mean, yeah, no, it, isn't no. it self-explanatory? Even if you didn't listen to the episode, you should know what we said they had to do. And you were like, "Oh, sweep, have to sweep." And I was like, "Chris, it's hard to sweep anybody on the road. You know, four games set." You have these. These are the fucking Orioles. You have to win three games. It's, you, there's no reason why they shouldn't win three games in a series. 
And what do they do? They bookend the series with fucking losses. They come out of this with a split. And now whatever good feeling that you might have had about this team on the road trip, it all got shitted away today. I'm sorry. I don't feel good about the New York Yankees right now. They had a job to do this weekend. And Ryan, can while I'm, I'm ranting here, can you add up the Yankees run total in this four game series? Did they even score fucking 20 runs? What did I say was a goal for them to score 40, 40 runs, 40. And that was not an outlandish thing to request for them to score 40 runs in Camden yards. It Seven, wasn't 17 runs scored. Oh, they didn't even score 20 runs. How many did the Orioles score? 12. Um, the Orioles scored nine runs. That's uh, uh, you didn't even score 20 runs in Camden Yards. Outscored them. All right. You had a guy on the you had the guy on the mound for the Orioles today when and I was listening to the game. I listened to most of the game. John was making fun of uh, how all this guy does is walk people and give up home runs, and he's pitching like fucking Roger Clemens against the Yankees today. Yeah. Walks into walks onto the mound with an 80 array, can't throw strikes, can't keep the ball in the fucking yard, and the only two runs the Yankees got off of them, they were fucking lucky to get. They got bases loaded, nobody out, and they got they got fucking bailed out with two outs by Roofnet Odor, a fucking guy that nobody knew why the Yankees traded for, but all he seems to do is come up with fucking big hits. The Texas Rangers gave this guy $30 million to go to fuck away, and he's the only <laughs> reason why the Yankees scored runs today. Yeah, and you know what's the most frustrating is like you're you come off the Cleveland series and you're like, okay, you know, things could things could be better, but we got the the Orioles coming in. This should really get them going. They lose the first game and you're real fucking pissed, right? You're like, this is fucking they're they're nothing. That that series against the Indians was shit. Uh they're not coming around. And then they come out in game two. And in game three, and they get the job done, especially game three, and you saw a lot of glimpses of, of, you know, you saw a lot of things that you were waiting to see, right? You saw Clint Frazier come around. Torres had a good series. Kluber pitched great. So you're feeling, you're actually feeling better after game two at that point than you, than you are at any, uh, after game three, than you are at any point this season so far. You're really optimistic, right? And then they fucking blow it. And then they fucking blow it. And you want to know what I'm, who I'm most pissed at? Whoever's fucking idea it was to not have Garrett Cole pitch today. That's who I'm mm. fucking pissed at. Whoever made that fucking decision to not pitch him on his scheduled day, that's who's to blame. That's who's to blame. Because why are you messing with this right now? Why? Because it's the Orioles? Because your ace needs an extra day? Why? Because you think he does? No, you want to know why he didn't fucking play today? Why he didn't pitch? Because the Yankees made up their mind that Kyle Higashioka was going to become the new everyday catcher, and they knew a day game, a night game, a day game after a night game, they were going to put in Sanchez, and then and then Higgy would be back in the lineup tomorrow. I'm sure that's not the actual reason, but like it kind of adds up a little because why else are you skipping him? You're telling me that one plus one equals nine right now. I have no, I think that has nothing to do with why Garrett Cole didn't pitch today. I just I said that. To, I just I said that's not the real reason. reason. I don't care. I want to be mad right now. I want to hear a reason why. 
because this was his day to pitch. All we heard is that the Yankees are going to drop guys in, go six man, but they're going to keep Cole on his on his schedule. So why did he not pitch today? And again, look, we're getting mad about the wrong thing. You're mad that Garrett Cole didn't pitch today. Who the fuck cares he didn't pitch today? He should have stayed on his day. He didn't, whatever. There's no, still not an excuse why they didn't win, why they didn't fucking win this series. You mean to tell me that what, that they needed Garrett? If you need Garrett Cole to I'm so fucking mad right now. If you need Garrett Cole to pitch against the Orioles to win a fucking series, you don't, you're not the fucking team we thought you were. That's true. I can't argue with that. I cannot argue with that. It's just, it's just the, it's the, I guess it's the fucking icing on the cake, right? Is like at the end of the day, as shitty as everything was, that's the icing on the cake is like, and they decided for whatever reason while they're struggling to start the year that now we're going to start fucking with Garrett Cole's schedule. Like that's their that's their solution to this. So but but here's what I'm going to tell you also, right? Darren O'Day allowed a run in the eighth inning. Right, so the Yankees pitching staff up to that point had only allowed two runs over seven innings. If I told you going into the game, Garrett Cole was going to give you two runs over seven innings, you're going to be like, wow, that was really, the, you know, that's yeah. a Garrett Cole performance. Yeah. So you're right. Again, no, you're right. Again, it, <laughs> you're right. I'm like, more, we're, I'm we're, more mad at the principle of it, I guess, not the actual outcome. I'm more mad that this team is making decisions that just don't add up and messing with a guy like Garrett Cole. Why? Give me, you're right, Christian. I guess at the end of the day, my answer, my frustration is just, I want to know why. Why? And I don't think they can even answer it with any justification. I, I mean, I haven't heard anything unless we're stupid and we did the math wrong, but Garrett Cole pitched Saturday, right? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's five fucking days. Isn't that he right? He pitched Saturday? He pitched Saturday. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, today. Uh, today would be a scheduled day. I don't know. Again, I don't know why. Like, we. I don't want to harp on this because this is not. No, not I know. I know. Like, I know. We don't. Even, not let's even not even like talk about pimple, it. Let's not even talk about that. It's not even that. like a pimple on my ass right now. Of all the things that I'm fucking Ooh. agitated about with Pimpies. this team. It's bad, man. Look, first of all, this we was gotta bad. go back to. We gotta go back to fucking Monday, right? We got to go all the way back to fucking Monday because I got to take Aaron Boone out here. You know, you want you want to talk about Booner for Booney. What's the opposite? What's a drug they give you to like anti Viagra? Um, yeah, what do they inject into you if you go to after estrogen? The estrogen puberty blockers. So, is that a thing? Oh yeah, I guess you don't really. I guess you don't follow. Uh, current events no i never i don't need things to make it go away like i'm do you understand what i'm trying to say to you here yeah yeah you wanted you're talking about it going like tucking in you're talking about it going back into you like bye-bye yeah it went bye-bye you mean to tell me look we can look we're going to talk about aaron judge and but you know, whatever he made a stupid base running mistake, which a lot of people killed him for, and rightly so. You don't make the third out at third base, especially in that mm-hmm. situation. You know, according to his around. manager, it was justified. Look, especially in that situation, laying the game, teams rallying, finally showing some life. Uh, but this is that's the thing that happens when teams press. Guys try to do too much, and he did his. He made a stupid mistake. Mm-hmm. 
And then Aaron Boone gets tossed. We're all like, yeah, you know, I'm not like, yeah, because this, you know, I don't really, it doesn't, you know, Aaron Boone yelling at an umpire isn't like, oh, he's finally showing fire, whatever, who cares, right? Mm-hmm. But then he doesn't get to challenge. The Yankees are trying to figure out what they need to challenge, blah, blah, blah. Then after, the, in in the fucking post game, he's like, oh, I felt like I was being bullied. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? You mean to tell me you left some fucking Humpty Dumpty looking motherfucker that uh, probably, you know, is the most emasculated person that ever walked in his fucking neighborhood bully you? You're fucking Aaron Boone. You're the you're the manager of the New York Yankees. You're telling the fucking world that an umpire was fucking bullying you. Chris doesn't even want to hear it. He's fucking walking away. Right yeah, now. no, I don't blame him, man. That's that's not that doesn't set a good example when you're saying stuff like that, especially when you're trying to be a bully team yourself. Look, I understand. Probably look. Here's the difference between me and a lot of people. I can get I get mad at when, at when people say dumb shit, but I'm also trying to understand why they're saying the dumb shit. Like when Chris was arguing about uh, the Yankees uh, heat hitting instructor Rachel Balkovich the other, I'm trying to understand why that she's taking that she says T work is stupid, even though the point in itself was stupid. When Aaron Boone says that he's he's being bullied by the umpire, I'm trying to understand what he's trying to say there. And yeah, the umpire was probably trying to be an asshole and throw his weight around and fuck with Aaron Boone. But you don't come out and say that the umpire is bullying me. You don't fucking say that. You can say that in a hundred different ways, but to say that you're being bullied by an umpire just doesn't, it doesn't jive. I'm I'm not defending Boone here by any fucking means, okay? I need that to be known and to be understood. But I went back and listened to it, and I think you agree with me, Christian, that it seemed like the wrong choice of words and what he yes, was it just was absolutely the wrong choice of words. The word and the and I think the reason why he had the wrong choice of words is because what he really wanted to say he couldn't say on TV. What did the guy's a fucking prick? He, the guy was being a fucking dickhead. Mm. It is really the word he wanted to use. So get yourself fucking fine. I suspended. agree. Don't fucking tell everybody that you were being bullied by a fucking umpire. I agree. I I'm not again. I'm not defending Boone. It was an it was a fucking embarrassment when he said it. It was an, I actually, the only reason why I went back to listen to it again is because I couldn't believe he said what he said. I'm kind of being bullied. Aaron, like we're giving impassioned speeches on this show about what a fucking great guy you are and how we need to win a world series for you because you fucking had a heart. You, you had a fucking pacemaker put in and two days later you're getting fucking COVID tested to go manage this team in the rain. Like th- we are these guys. And then fucking a month later you're getting bullied. How am I supposed to stick up for you? That wasn't even my biggest gripe of the whole of the whole press conference. <laughs> it was like that was bad, but to me, what he said about Judge making the third out at third was like a million times worse. What did he exactly say? Because after the bully thing, I couldn't listen to him anymore. I'll, I'll try and find the quote verbatim. But they asked him about Judge making the third out of third. He said, yeah, you know, you, you, you never want to make the third out of third, but, you know, Judgy or whatever the fuck he called him was trying to was trying to get there because, you know, having runners at on the corners instead of first and second in that situation puts us in a much better spot, blah, blah, blah. So I understand why he did it. No, that is not the answer. 
That is not the fucking answer I want to hear. Like, everyone rips Boone for not being tough on his players. I'm not even asking you to be tough on Judge there. All I'm asking you to do is say, yeah, you know, obviously it was a mistake. You never want to make the third out of third, and it really costs us. But, you know, Judge Judge is a good fucking player. He, you know, he he fucking, you know, it was a mistake. It was a mistake, and he, he knows that. That's it. Don't tell me that he understands why he did it and he doesn't mind or the way he said it was like, it was like, yeah, I get it. I get it. So I'm not really mad about it. No, you should be fucking furious. Absolutely furious. You know who he was mad at? You really want to know who he was mad at? Did you see him yesterday when Clint Frazier, what did, what did Frazier do? Oh, he's he had smiling. that base running error. Yeah, he was, he was smiling. Boone, I, I, Boone was pissed. He sent Mendoza over there to fucking talk to him. He didn't even want to fucking look at Frazier. I was stunned that Frazier was in the fucking lineup today, even though Fra- he had a he had a he seemed he was coming out of it on Wednesday night. He had a home run and a, a double, I believe. Yeah, he even definitely- even before he hit that home run, when he had that double, I I was watching his swing. He came through the ball like he normally does. He got the bat out in front and he really came through the ball. And I said, maybe he's coming out of this. And then he really he had a pretty good series from there on out. Look, there was a lot of things to like. A lot of positives. Like if you take out Monday, which was just a fucking abomination because you got a fucking washed up Matt Harvey fucking pitching like it was 2015, right? And then the whole getting thrown out thing, the bullying thing, right? DJ started to come around. Yes. Labor started to come around. Stan is like a completely different fucking hitter. I don't want it. Look, he struck out in the ninth yeah. inning today. Go fuck yourself. So not not staying anybody that's talking shit about him. If you were watching this guy, you could see he's changing his approach at the plate. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to be home run or nothing. This guy's fucking balled in the ball, trying to find holes in the infield. Because you want to know some Chris? Guy hits the ball 119 fucking miles an hour. And Wednesday's game, he hit the ball so fucked hard that the fucking infielder couldn't even handle it. Guess what? That's a routine out right. for most guys. Aaron, uh, John Carl Stan hits it so hard, you know, competent major league shortstop can't handle it. Base hit leads to four runs. Go back to last leads episode. To four runs. Go back to last episode. I I said the reason why Stanton needs to try to not just be so much home run or or strikeout is because he's so valuable just putting the ball in play because. Any normal hit, like that would be a normal out for someone, is a base hit for him because the guy's hitting the ball fucking. Un, he's like he's not a human up there. The how hard he hits the ball, and you saw at the next game after I said that. The the next game, I think In it was the first inning. I mean, I don't know how the third uh, Franco was playing third base. I don't know how the hell he. I don't even know yeah. how he saw it. And he turned double it into play. A double play. Oh, oh, that one. That but was, then but then the was, next one, it was like I don't even know how the third baseman saw the ball go past them. And, and and you had two balls that if a normal human being hit them, that one and then the one to the second baseman or up the middle a little, any normal human being hits those balls, they're outs. But Stanton mm. Stanton gets a couple base hits, and then you really saw him coming around. And he's hitting the ball the opposite field, he's hitting it up the middle. And that's the sign of a guy who has a much better approach at the plate, like you just said. And I know Kay and Cone, uh, yeah, Cone was doing it. Kay, Kay and uh, Mike, uh, 
Michael K and David Cohn, they were really like harping on exit velocity the past couple of days. And I'm seeing tweets like, whoa, why are we so obsessed with exit? That's why. That's why. That's why. Mm-hmm. If Stan's hitting grounders at 88 miles an hour, guys are eating those up all day, routine plays. When a guy's hitting a ball 119 fucking miles an hour at you, I don't, you could have balls of steel you don't want to fucking catch yeah, that man. shit. I'm, I'm jumping out of the way of it. I'll tell you what, if I'm the third base coach when Stanton's up, I'm just fucking sitting in the oh, dugout. Phil Nevin should be like, yeah. I'm Phil Nevin out. doesn't give a fuck, though. He'll just stand there and catch it with his bare hand. He'll catch it with his bare hand. Yeah, bare hand it. You saw you, in the middle two games of the series, you saw a lot of things that you liked. You saw DJ started to show some life. Judge before. Uh, I don't I, Mm-hmm. He was he was starting to show some life. You saw Glaber, even though he, I mean we're gonna we're hitting the last day of fucking April tomorrow, Friday. When you listen to this, uh, he has zero home runs. He had a big hit today. I mean the Yankees got unlucky. Yeah. The ball bounces in the stands, or else they would have taken a lead. But you know, no home runs for Glaber. But he showed you know he showed a little bit of life. But then today, like you know, you were I. I didn't see it. I, I ended when I got ended up getting home. I saw it. It would have been a three zero count to uh, Ford. Ford ended up striking out. But people are, you know, and people are like getting on Boone for keeping the bunt on with two. Sh- Look, the fact of the matter is they reverted again. They reverted to a bad offensive team. Like, are we going to go through all of twenty twenty one where the Yankees show signs of life for two or three days and then they're just bad? It, and they lose games that they should win. Before the series, it was, to, it, you know, if someone asked you at what moment, if you could, if if you thought, like, if you had to guess when you would feel the Yankees were finally getting on the right track, you would say, you know, we talked about it. They needed to end April at 500 and, and reset and whatever. But really you were at a point after game three where you said to yourself, all right, if they come out and take care and, and, and take care of business and fucking stomp on this team and roll into, to the tiger series and keep it, keep it going. I actually might say after this game, after winning three in a row and taking the series, like they needed to, after all the good things that happened, I actually would have walked away from today's game and said, I think this team is, is, is on now. I think I finally feel really good about where this team is because we saw a lot of good things and good things that you needed to see. Right. And mm-hmm. then they fucking blew it. Even starters the, gave him length too. this series, yeah. five innings or more, right? They took every, the training wheels game. off of Corey Kluber. Except six for that Davey thirds, game. He looked really good. And people are going to say, oh, it's because Carl Gosh caught him. Domingo Herman. I mean, what are you what are you gonna say? You got the guy pitched a hell of a game. Uh, yeah, he really did. And, and you know what? Again, that's another thing that another bright spot. It's not just that he pitched a good game. We said after his last start that you really hope he builds on that. That's what you need right. to start seeing. You need to start seeing momentum from all these guys so that they start clicking. That's how you funny. click. It was funny though because right before Kluber's start, Boone had said that. And I'm paraphrasing here. He basically said the training wheels were off Kluber and Tyone at this point. And how many times, real quick, sorry to cut you off, but how many times do I say that the 
a pitcher going out there knowing he has the training wheels on is something that weighs on on your mind because any mistake, any defensive error or something, you're you keep looking up at that pitch count. Like a guy like Kluber, to me, I think a big part of that was was that he knew the training wheels were off and he's and he's fucking ready to go. And he showed it. Stuff looked really good. It Best did. Looked, I mean, and then we were talking about it. Like, I thought he was done after the sixth inning, and Boone sent him back out there, which was a fucking stunning thing to me, the way the Yankees treat their starting pitchers. But he ended up getting two more outs in the inning before they lifted him. So, I mean, like, you're looking for encouraging things, and you, you even as bad as Monday was, you can't say that you weren't feeling encouraged about the Yankees and the way things were going leading mm-hmm. into this game today. And, like... You know, and then it's just, again, it's just the, re- the reverting, like the reverting back. It's like, it's like when? When are we going to get this big offensive performance? That's why I was saying 40 runs, and people might have been looking at me like, this guy's fucking crazy, but, you know, these are, this is a bad pitching staff for the Orioles. You weren't getting their top pitcher in John Means. Mm-hmm. You're in right. Camden Yards where you rake all the time, and you didn't even score 20 runs, not even 20 runs in these four games. Uh-uh. You, is averaging five runs a game in Camden Yards a lot to ask for? It's just against so, that staff. It's so uncharacter. It's like so uncharacteristic. If there's one place that this team fucking dominates, I don't care if they're in the worst slump of the season. If there's one place this fucking team dominates, it's in Baltimore. It's honestly, it's in Baltimore. Are we ever going to see that performance out of the Yankees this year? Yes. Are they, do you think they're just going to roll out of bed one day and put up 15 because they didn't do it this week? Yeah, I got to say, I, I'm extremely frustrated. I'm disgusted. This was an awful performance to end this series the way they did. But I actually feel better now about the Yankees than I did after the Cleveland series. I do, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm still optimistic that this team will find it and will dominate and the fact that I saw some things that we really needed to, I I truly believe the season's going to start tomorrow for the New York Yankees. Yeah, they're three games under five hundred. Yeah, well, look, mm-hmm. I, it starts tomorrow. You, no, it should have started you sweep, already. You sweep the Tigers. You, you bring have yourself. Any faith in that? Do you have any faith in that? I do. I do. Oh, I think really? I, oh, they yeah. sweep the Tigers. And yeah. they fucking and they carry it over and and dominate the fucking Astros. Uh-huh. Yay, yeah, we get it, to boo the Astros. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, if the, if, listen, if that's one of your priorities right now, you're fucking lost. Look, honestly, April and I don't care. I don't care who cuts this fucking audio. I don't care who you send it to. I really don't. But I'm not gonna name drop anybody. You know who the fuck it is. You should not be fucking tweeting before the Orioles series about. Booing the Astros, and this is what we're all waiting for. This team was three games. What were they? Three games under? Yeah, they were because they split four games. They were three games under 500 heading into Baltimore, and you're looking ahead three fucking series to booty Astros? Yeah. This team has got way too many problems. This fan base has way too much shit that they're complaining about to be looking at booing the fucking Astros. Because right now, Chris, I have no faith that they can fucking beat the fucking Astros. They can't even beat the fucking Orioles. Oh, but we got to boo them. Seriously, shut my fucking shut my fucking podcast off and don't our fucking podcast. I shouldn't call it mine. Shut our fucking show off and don't <laughs> listen to it anymore. If that's what you're worried about. Oh, we can boo uh, the Astros. 
Over, Fuck you. Over, over, I don't know over, why over. Yankee fans are so anxious to boo. They've been booing all fucking year. They've been booing since the first game in the seventh inning. Right. You, I mean, seriously, maybe maybe now you want to take it out on somebody else? The people that you're supposed Guess to take it out on? Guess to. what? Guess right. what? The boo for the Astros has lost all its fucking glory because... It lost all its meaning. The, the Yankees Alex won't Br- even know if you're booing them or if you're booing Alex the fucking Bradman's Astros. Alex going to come to the plate on Tuesday night and he's going to be like, <laughs> what does this mean to me? They boo Stan. Right. The guy only has... The guy only hit six home runs in seven fucking games of postseason for him. They boo him. So what does this mean to me? Yeah, right. Right. So, so, so... Why are you so anxious to boo another fucking team? Why? Uh, you boo your own yeah. team. You boo your own team enough. Right. Like, wow. like the Yankees could go. The Yankees were in Baltimore, obviously. And it was like, mm-hmm. you heard a bunch of boos. And I was like, oh, man, I thought, I thought Baltimore is nor- normally filled with Yankee fans. And I'm like, oh, they probably are Yankee fans, actually. You couldn't tell the difference. Right. Well, look, guys, it's all rise all the time this year, right? So we gotta we gotta bring up some more bright spots of this series, and that's three three performances I really like. Where again, Araldis Chapman, Chris, that hot Unreal take might have been might have been just a normal take, man. He's looking really, really good this year. I think he'll be in the conversation, like you said, for MVP if he keeps this up. He's not; it'll be like a top ten maybe, but Cy Young, it could be a top three finish if he keeps this up. Is he going to so get he, enough he, save opportunities? Do yeah, who knows? Who knows? Well, so you had him. You you got it you got to give credit to Jonathan Loisga and how he, he looked in this series and continues that, that two he's throwing a two seam fastball at a hundred miles per hour. And yeah. he's dotting the outside corner with Jonathan Loisga losing pitcher records, right? Two outs today. The only two batters that he faces losing pitcher. Tell me how that makes any fucking sense. Rob Manfred. Yeah. That's the second loss. The Yankees, uh, cause Nick Nelson had uh, an extra inning loss where he didn't, um, no, he allowed a double. He the run yeah, scored because all right, of the right, right. That he gave yeah, up. but that's not an earn. But it still wasn't an earned run. They don't right, but credit that as an earned run. Wisica did not allow in a base runner today, and he loses the fucking game. And then Wild. one more name you got to give credit is Michael King. He still hasn't allowed an earned run this season. Yeah, and he looked he looked okay, and he looked pretty good in this series. Yeah, and just to give context to what you were saying that I said about Chapman because I didn't say it on the show, I said it to you guys uh, in a text. That if Chapman does this all year, and and obviously that's a lot to ask for. The guy's been beyond brilliant. 20 strikeouts in eight innings. It's unreal what he's doing, okay? All I was saying was, I'm not saying he's going to win MVP. not saying he's going to win Cy Young. Please don't fucking take that out of context. What I'm saying is, when people are talking about it, he will at least be, just like Luke Voigt was kind of in the discussion last year, but mm-hmm. he was nowhere near actually winning anything. You, that's good. That could be Araldis Chapman this year. Like guys could speculate, will Araldis Chapman get a decent amount of votes? If he keeps this up, man, I'm telling you, that's how good he looks right now. Unhittable. Unhittable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking I'm, good. I'm glad Ryan interjected there so I could come down a little bit but now i'm going to bring it back up yeah. again because i wanted to make one more point about the whole booing thing before we move on to other stuff is that the red sox and mets played each other this week and in a ninth inning of a 2-1 game they're chanting yankees suck mm-hmm. right okay mm-hmm. and yankee fans on social media are like 
rent free, rent free, rent free. Yeah. But meanwhile, you motherfuckers are looking three series ahead to boo the Astros. So you can't make fun of them and then do and essentially do the same thing. Yeah. I'm the, sorry. The frustrating part is like, I understand we fucking hate this team when, when they're as frustrating as they've been. But like, if we're not going to fucking support them and, and, and take ownership of them and say, this is our fucking team. No one else is. No one else is. So don't sit there and fight with other fans when they're saying Yankees suck or they're boom. We're sitting here right now, 20 and five, and you want to look ahead to booty Astros. I whatever. Yeah, let's this fucking look ahead. So fucking inconsistent, bad, boring, whatever fucking word people are throwing out there. And you're like, no, well, we get the booty Astros. Well, you know what? If that's your concern with the rest of the baseball season, next week you can boo the Astros. Do me a favor and do not listen to the show because we are concerned about the New York Yankees and how they are going to get the fuck out of this fucking skank slump that they're in because that's what I feel like, just some skanky... It's ratchet. Like it's ratchet. It's a ratchet, whatever, and get to Odor be the fucking... Here. You know, Odor. I tweeted that when they were really bad. I said it's <laughs> yeah. ironic that the Yankees traded for a guy who spells his name's Odor. Odor, Odor, because of how fucking... He's the only one who doesn't stink in big fucking right. spots when it's the team needs him. Stinky. You worry about booing the Astros, and we'll worry about the Yankees and how the fuck they're going to get out of this and win the goddamn World Series. Now, if you want to sell the season out already and say this is the only uh, enjoyment you're going to get out of the season, you do you, we'll do us, okay? I'm done. I, we don't have to talk. We're not going to. The rant is over. I'm not going to do it again on Sunday. I'm done. It's over with. You people fucking embarrassed yourselves. Okay. Now, now we're back here. Speaking of fucking embarrassing themselves, let's segue into this because there's three things that we got to touch on before we wrap up. I know we wanted to keep the show quicker tonight, so we'll try to get through these as quickly as possible. Number one. We brought up embarrassing. Uh, Aaron Judge, what's his fucking problem? The guy sore. What's wrong with him? I don't know. Well, what the fuck? I mean, are you going to tell us or not? Just a general. What What was the What was the quote? General soreness. soreness. General soreness. No, it's nothing. In, no, he said it's nothing in particular. Oh, so you're just telling me his whole body's falling apart? Is what you're admitting at that point? It, it's on. I I'm sorry that I'm that I've been so negative on judge. I'm I love the guy I do, but like, you know, I know he, what inning did he come into this game? The, was it the eighth or right? Very late okay. in the game. Okay. Was this not a must win for the Yankees in the situation? Not saying a must win, like their season's over. I'm saying a must win to really get the ball rolling here a, after those last two games. Was this not a must win to like really get the team feeling good? Yeah, I would say. And where was Aaron Judge? Sore? Uh, sore? Sore. And and I'm not even necessarily like ripping him because I'm sure if the Yankees left it up to him, he'd be there. But I don't know that. Like, I don't know. So for me, it's just like you wonder why I've been hard on this guy to like be a fucking leader on the field, like win, be a winner, be a leader. He's not even out there on, on a game that, that this team needed to fucking win right now. He's nowhere to be found. They bring him in at the eighth. If you're bringing him in in the eighth, why isn't yes, he playing is. the whole game? Was it, I want to because I want to make a point about this because I'm going to rip Aaron Boone again. Like, I'm why not. isn't he in the whole game then? 
We just lump the Aaron's together because in that at bat, Aaron Judge strikes out on three pitches. Then Hicks comes up right after him. Aaron Hicks comes up one one ball, three strikes. Like these guys got to fucking put up some at bats too. All these Aaron's out there plus Booney. I mean, tough for yeah, tough tough predicament we're in here. You know. All right, here we go. Ready? Eighth inning. He goes to Aaron Judge. I don't have a problem with that. I don't care that Paul Fry is a lefty. He's certainly not fucking Randy Johnson. I can tell you that much, right? So who does Aaron who does Aaron Boone decide he's going to pinch hit for? Roof Ned Odor, the one fucking guy that showed the pulse today. When meanwhile, the fucking waste of fucking space, Aaron Hicks is up next. Wild. You mean to tell me that you're in your fucking mind? The move is Roof Ned Odor. I don't care if they came up with a new rule. That roof net door could make four outs in one at bat, all three in that inning, and then he had to get penalized for an out in the ninth inning. I don't care if they came up with a new rule for that because you know Rob Manfred's probably scheming something like that anyway. Four out play. I don't care if roof net door made a four out fucking play. If you're pinch hitting for Aaron Judge in that situation, you are fucking pinch hitting for Aaron Hicks. Yeah. Now you're going to tell me, oh, well. Then, you know, because Judge didn't stay in the field, right? Then why is he fucking hitting in the first place? If he can't go out there in the eighth inning and give you two fucking innings in the field, why is he getting off the fucking bench in the first place? There's such a fucking contradiction to what's going on with this guy. It's so frustrating. It's so unbelievably frustrating. And that's a great fucking point, man. Why are you taking out the one guy who's the reason why you're here in the first place in this game. Why? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not discrediting uh, Torres' big hit. It was a bad break for the Yankees, really, that that ball bounced over. But, I mean, why? Why? There are so many other options to, to, to pinch hit Judge in there for. Hicks being number one, and, and I could list probably a couple others. And if Hick, and you're telling me that Aaron can't play the field, Aaron Judge can't play the field, don't fucking bother him then. Let him sit on the fucking bench then today. Because I'm I'm going to tell you somebody's going to say, well, he didn't stay in the field, so he probably can't play. Then then leave him alone. If he can't give you six defensive outs, it would have turned out to be seven or eight, whatever, because they played a ten. If you're you're just you're, but at that point you're looking at getting a lead, playing into the bottom of the ninth inning. If he can't give you six defensive outs, he can't hit. Can I tell you? Can I tell you where it really even fucked the Yankees even more? If you really want to think like outside the box here, I forget. I think it was the ninth. I get. I maybe the ninth. Yeah, I think it was the ninth. When when did uh, Mike Ford get on? Get on base. That was the ninth inning. The ninth inning. Um, question. If Tyler Wade wasn't in the game at that point, would he not have pinch run for, for Mike Ford? Uh, I would assume that he would have. Yeah, correct, right? Because that's a pretty big runner, and Mike Ford is fucking Homer Simpson. So pretty sure he would have. Maybe you manufacture another run there, and we're not even having this discussion. Well, maybe you don't because Tyler Wade, I mean, take your pick. Who's the bigger fucking waste, Tyler Wade or Aaron Hicks? You have one job. You're Tyler Wade. You have one fucking job. Get the goddamn bunt down. I mean, that was a true. That was a true. Well, that was, then it could even play it into that. Tyler Wade's not up in that position fucking trying to bunt. 
Maybe and then dude. people are like, well, Boone's an idiot. Why didn't he take the Bono font too? You're Tyler Wade. He's not going to do your, anything anyway. <laughs> you're Tyler Wade. You're Tyler Wade. You have one. Your job is to fucking bunt and be fast. If you can't do that, go. Just go. Yeah. Let me Get tell you here. something. If you if you're as bad if you're as bad of a hitter as Tyler Wade is, you better be a fucking at the very least a phenomenal bunter. You know how bad you will have to be that your manager is actually sitting there contemplating in his fucking mind that the team is on the verge of going three games under five hundred against a Orioles team that they should dominate. That he would rather get ridiculed by the press, by social media for leaving the bun on with two strikes and actually let you fucking swing the bat. Yeah. Doesn't that, I mean, come on now. That, yeah. that has to tell you everything you need to know about Tyler Wade. Okay. Yeah. Now, before we get into the poll that I ran today, I want to talk about Mike Tockman getting traded for a guy who had the third highest whip amongst all relief pitchers since 2018. <laughs> That's a fucking bang up job there now you think it has to do with zach Britton? i don't because the yankees haven't seen him throw yet so what is he being set back from but you have a solid point in that justin wilson looks like he's fucking lost out there mm -hmm. so they might be trying to get um some insurance on that look I, it was a shock that mike talkman got traded it really was because you know, you, all you heard is that the Yankees were, they still thought they, there was something there. He was hurt last year. He was going to revert back to the 2019 Talkman. And then they trade him for, you know, a guy with a negative career war. Can I, mean, I so can I just make a point with, with why I chose Britain and not Wilson? Because I'm trying to put it all into context of how Cashman spoke about Talkman before the season started. And that was that, yes, he would be open to a trade, but he values Talkman and he's got to get a good deal back, right? And then to add on to that, Talkman was actually showing his value in a different way this year as a pinch runner and also defensive replacement. And, and he was, you know, putting some shit together. And it was like, you know what? I kind of like having Talkman off the bench right now. To me, he, he upped his value a little bit. He's he always plays hard. He's fucking he's doing hard. the right hard. He was doing the right things, and then it was like, and then you traded him for uh for who? What's the guy's name? Wandy Peralta. Peralta. The Yankees are apparently getting another player also. In okay, game, but, but regardless, so it's like TBD. so I'm trying to I'm trying to think. It seemed like such a desperation move at that point, and we don't even need the Cowboys. It. Just traded the tenth pick to the Eagles, right? Nice. I saw that. Nice. Uh, and we don't need to be desperate in the bullpen right now. Right? The bull the bullpen's been the one fucking thing. We don't need to be desperate. So the only logical thing I can come up with is that the Yankees that is that Britain got set back somehow. I know he hasn't started throwing yet, but like maybe he's in physical therapy and just wasn't feeling right. And they and they looked at it and he's set back. And the Yankees are like, fuck, we need to throw in another lefty arm here, especially with Wilson, you know not really looking the greatest, maybe that, I mean, that was the only way I could make sense of that trade. So I was like, it was a desperation move for no reason. If, if that's not the case, you can't tell me <coughs> that you need to get a guy with, what'd you say? The highest whip since when? 2018 in, in the last three Third years. Whip. Okay. Third so you're whip. telling me the guy who you value so much, who upped his value so far this season, 
is is the trade-off is a guy with the highest whip in the last three years? Third highest whip. The th- third highest, sorry. You're right. I mean, so how does that make sense in any way? How? It was almost like the trade happened. It was almost like San Francisco just was like, hey, uh, you're going to go to New York and, and tell Talkman he's coming to us. We're not even going to call Cashman. We're just going to let this happen. Mm. We're going to tell Cashman this is the deal. And and that yeah. was it. Because to me, there's no way Cashman made mm. that move without having something like Britain being set back as the excuse. I, I can't make sense of it. Why do they, do the Yankees need a, a, a lefty reliever right now? Yeah. That's not even that good. Do they? I mean, or, or the could they thing, have used a guy like Mike Talkman right now? Uh, the new thing is that uh, fans have sliders now. It's like a, it's like a stat slider and it shows you like the percentile and, certain categories and uh, his peripheral stats are really good. I'm not going to say that they're not. His K rate is low, which, you know, is not, not good for the Yankees, you know? Uh, so we'll see, man, you know, usually these under the radar things are where Cashman kind of excels. It just, look, I'm more mad about it because I'm tired of fucking looking at Aaron Hicks. And I, right now I don't want Guardy to be starting every day. So I would have liked to see, and we talked about this Whenever it might have been after the, it might have been last episode that I wanted to see Talkman get a run here, and he got fucking run out of town. Is what happened. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, man, we we said that over and over about Guardy. I'd much rather have Guardy out there than than Hicks. Well, yeah, dude, I'd I'd rather, rather have a slumping have- Guardy over Hicks because at least Guardy brings brings something to the table, even when he's Look, slumping. Guardy. Look, I know you hate the Sandlot, but you know the famous scene of the kid when he got the fucking fish hat on and with the toy glove with the fucking black guy, and he's just standing there hoping to catch the fucking ball. Yeah, that's... I'd rather have that fucking jabroni out there than Aaron Hicks. At least he fucking made contact later on in the movie. And again, let's be fair to Aaron Hicks. He was starting to come around. He had a couple home runs. But then what does he do? We talked about it last week, too. I mean, then then he's out. He's not feeling himself. He, what was it? His his tummy hurt? He had a little Tyler Wade syndrome? Back. His so back. back in the, we ran it about that. He was back in the line the next day. And then, you know, then you see him. What was one of the best things about Aaron Hicks? His throwing arm. He's got a fucking noodle out there now. Yeah, yeah. What was that today to end the game? Joe. So what does Aaron Hicks do? Walk. Nope, not anymore. What does Aaron Hicks do? What? Throws. He's got a cannon for an arm. Nope, not anymore. What are you, what are you doing, Aaron? And then, but but wait a minute, Chris. He hits the ball really far at Top Golf. Mm, he does That's have a good true. golf swing. That it's a lot brings a lot of value. <sighs> brings a lot of value. Maybe he has a great personality too. I heard that uh, is also a big, big factor in uh, putting together damn, a dude. strong team. His on base percentage this year is two thirty three. Well, when you're hitting one forty, I guess it's not bad. It's actually pretty good. Oh. pretty good if you if you yeah, really right. take it if all into consideration it. it doesn't mean you're not a loser because you are speaking Gross. of losers yeah we vote we we try to be transparent here and we'll remember a lot of the takes that we have because we like to be honest with the fans nobody i didn't really have a problem with the extension even though now you know dan, our boy dan federico likes to point out this asshole is going to be here for another five years. <laughs> yeah i was gonna i meant to quote tweet that and be like dan federico hates yankee fans and this tweet is proof just for reminding uh, me of that 
And again, I'm not, I don't want anybody to think that I'm taking shots at Aaron Hicks personally. I just think he's fucking terrible at baseball and I don't want him playing for my favorite team anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, We had no problem for what we thought Aaron Hicks would be paying him $10 million a year. That seemed like a bargain. It really did. Absolutely. But when you're not even doing the things that you do well, and on top of that, you're bad. (laughs) Right. And, And other, like, come on now. What, you knew there was a problem when he when Michael Kay was pointing out how much better of a right-handed hitter he was because he's not a better right-handed hitter. All Hicks had to do to justify that contract was just was just plateau. Like he jumped in front of the Giants to get fucking Devonta Smith. Like like, I like that. Just be. I love that. We're not even. We weren't even asking Aaron Hicks to be above average. Just be average, and that 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 contract would have been justified. Even though we don't like him as a player, it still would have been justified as a steal because because of what he brought to the you know to the team. But now you're dipping below that. You've you've regressed in a big way when the team really needs you and your manager keeps putting you up in big spots for some reason. And and now it's like I wish they never fucking signed him. She should have stayed in Minnesota. 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 All right, so a couple more things, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, loser, even though he had a pretty solid game today. Uh, Gary Sanchez, no longer the starting catcher. Higgy, uh, also not starting catcher. It's kind of kind of be like a more of a split thing. Uh, I, I guess you got to go with it right now, right? Yeah, I, look, if, if there's ever a time to do it, You've given Gary enough enough time to to try and pull it together. And you were so hopeful after spring training and then, you know, opening day hits the home run. And it's just like, then the guy's lost again. You can't keep doing it. You can't keep putting him out there every day. And and I know you you make fun of the fans who are saying, like, hey, he's the reason why the pit. I'm not saying he's the reason, but just like with Cole, if it's working, it's working and, and and the pitchers on this team have been throwing better to Kyle Higashioka. All right, fine. Higgy, so, then Higgy, we're gonna, Higgy. so, but here's the thing though. He's not the answer offensively. If he's going to be better with the pitching staff, then that's what we're going to go with. We're going to expect nothing from the offensive side of the production from catchers because Kyle Higashioka, you know, he, maybe he'll run into 10, 15 home runs in a year, which is fine. I don't, but he's not going to be a competent major league hitter. He's just not. No, and if this lineup would produce the way they're capable of, that's a that's a trade off you're willing to to make if the pitchers have are really throwing better to him because you don't need him at that point to be some dominant force at the plate. If but that's not why the move was made. I understand. Though. I understand. But what I'm saying is the move is made so you're still getting a positive that the pitchers. The have, Giants traded back. This is the first time Dave Gettleman's ever done that. No one cares about Ooh. the draft. Can I please get through my point and will you listen? All right. All right. You're at least getting the positive that that the pitching is is doing better with him behind the plate. And if this offense again were going to pick it the fuck up, you don't mind what he does at the plate because Gary's a negative negative. Right, pitchers aren't throwing as well to him, and he's not hitting. So at least Higgy's bringing something. 
But right now, you know, when he fizzles out, which he will at the plate, he'll he'll get into a few here and there. But he's he's not a major league starting catcher. Right. We've seen this same thing. This is what I don't understand about fans. Do you not remember anything? We just went through this with Austin Romine. Right. When we Austin loved Romine, him. When Austin Romine stepped up to be the starting catcher, he didn't hit as much. Right. Right. You, you exposed him too much. When he would come in much. and play one or two times a week, yeah, he hit 300. He ran into a few home runs. It was fun. Same thing with Higgy. He plays one or two times a week. He runs into a few home runs. He's hitting 300, but he started three times this week. And the third time he started, he took an over, right? He struck out two or three times in the game. Why? Because these guys are backups for a reason. Okay, so Gary's not the answer anymore. Okay, Gary's not the answer anymore. Who's the answer? It's not Kyle Gashoka. It's not Robinson Torinos. The Yankees, they need to figure it out. They need to figure this no, out. No, and let me tell you, let me say something about that too. It's rare and it's valuable to be able to say you're a good major league uh, backup catcher. And the Yankees have been fortunate enough to have Romine and now Higashioka. They both do a great job as backups. But when the Yankees come out and say Higgy's going to get more playing time and this and that, what that does is when teams are scouting the Yankees and, and getting ready for a series against them, when Higgy's your backup catcher, yeah, they're looking at things and they know him somewhat, right? Pitchers know Higgy somewhat, but they're focused more on Gary, right? Because that's, that's the Yankees guy. But when you come out and say, we're going to give Higgy the, the, the job to lose pretty much, that changes completely. They're putting way more focus on Higashioka than they ever would. And that's when he's going to be exposed. That's when he's going to lose this, you know, this love affair that the fans have with him. Trust me. Uh, all right. Uh, the last thing I want to do is actually the Aaron Judge poll, but there's a couple of notes. Uh, we talked about Andujar, right? That was yeah. close the show mm-hmm. with that last week. Uh, Boy took live. Uh, some live pitching today. Boone said that he, it's not going to be a quick thing. They really want him to, and this is another fucking Booneism, which I thought when you love somebody, their, their quirks are fun, but when you hate somebody, they're not. And now they're not fun anymore. He has to knock the knee rust off. So they're going to, that was a, I believe that was the actual fucking term that he used. So it's not going to be like a quick thing where he's going to go because the, the minor league season is starting this weekend or next week, I think. Uh, so it's not going to be like, oh, he's going to play one or two games. They want him to really go down there, work, you know. And again, if we're waiting for Luke Voigt to come and save the season, then this is not the team that we thought they were. I'm sorry. I like Luke Voigt. Chris thinks I hate him. I I just don't think he's a great defensive first baseman. I think he can be a liability over there. But at the plate, as a leader, I love the fucking guy. But if you're asking, if you're waiting for Luke Voigt to come back to save the Yankees like he's fucking Superman at the end of Justice League, it's not. It, they're not the Yankees then. This is not the team that we thought they were going to be. Yeah, and... The the reason why you can, the, I guess the way you can say that that's legit is because if you ask yourself why the Yankees are playing as shitty as they are, is it because they don't have Zach Britton? No. no. Is it because uh, Luke Voigt's not in the lineup? 
I mean, you can make a I'm better not, argument right, for that. Right, but what I'm saying is, if Luke Voigt's in the lineup, is this team, you know, 10 games over 500 right now? Is this, an, is this the offensive juggernaut that we thought they would be if Luke Voigt was in the lineup? Right, the, the reason why this team is supposed to be so dominant is that they don't have to rely on any one guy. No, no, no well, they single. Be, they shouldn't have to rely. On yeah, guy. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like that's should if you want to say that, you know, that he brings the the defense and the team will be more solid and the you know whatever that's fine. But that's not the reason why they've been playing so shitty. It's because they're just not getting it together as a as a team right now. They're not scoring the runs they need to score. They're not beating the teams they need to beat. Luke Voigt, yeah, he'll make them better, but if these other guys don't pick it up around him, it's not going to matter. And the other thing was that Seve, uh, I believe this is correct. No, Britain is throwing this for the first time uh, on this homestand, and I think Seve is as well. Or they're, they're, they're doing something else with Seve. He's taking the next step, so whatever... It is. It is. Uh, again, what are we? What are we expecting from Severino when he comes back? Right. Yeah. You, you got to go into it not expecting, not expecting much. And then if he if he fucking comes back dominant, then you're just you know, you're fucking happy about it. Obviously. Just real quick because I do want to get to the judge stuff. Um, yes or no? Sevy comes back. All the starters are rolling because so far, right now, Cole is Cole, right? Kluber looks like he turned the corner. I'm mm-hmm. using a boonism. Mm-hmm. Tyone, as fucking piss poor as that outing was on Sunday, which we got on him for because you can't fucking let up the lead like he let it up. The stuff is there. Now the training wheels are off him. Let's see what the next outing is like. Yeah. Herman, two, two good starts in a row now. Even Montgomery today didn't have his best stuff. Susan called it out, was laboring, kept battle, kept the team in the game. Everybody's rolling. You know Seve's going to be limited coming back from Tommy John. Do you weaponize him out of the bullpen? That's so tough, man. You got to really evaluate where he is health-wise because that's such a tough question. It really is because he if he can finally stay healthy and go back to the guy that he was a couple years ago, you need that in your rotation, man. Like long-term over the next couple years, you need that in your rotation. And I want to see him get back to that. If, if he can come back full strength and look good, he's one of my starters in the postseason, man. There's no doubt about it. I don't know. I don't know at that point. It's again a good problem to have right now, but we got to see. We're trading for Max Scherzer too. On top of it, true, mm. true, true, true. That's true. Well, you have him for the next two years, right, Severino, for ten million dollars each year. So I doubt that that will be their plan to stick him in the bullpen. They're gonna try and see if he's still a starting pitcher because that's just what the Yankees do. Luis Severino their- is a starter. Okay. He's a starting pitcher. We are gonna start banging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, look at how they are with Aaron Hicks. I mean, they're not giving up on Aaron Hicks because they're paying him. He's here for a long time, and they're not. They're gonna stick with that the same way. I'll, they will I'll with be Severino. honest with you, Ryan. I don't want to get too much into it. I know we got to get to the to the uh, poll, but 
if Hicks keeps this up, I actually see the Yankees moving on from him sooner than you would think. Yeah, but they can't. I hope I think, so. I think they. I don't think they can move the contract though. It's the whole thing. I I personally think if they can, if they can get more value out of him by eating some of that contract, they might. They might do it. All right. So I like doing these polls when you know you're going to get reactionary people and not rational. When the fans are at a fever pitch about something. So I posted this about an hour before movie. Look, if we lived in Iowa, it'd be a fucking good movie. But we're fucking Yankee fans. So I don't know how you can call a movie that made you relive one of the fucking worst memories you have of a fan as a good movie. Do you want to do you do you want to sit there and have them make a movie about the 2001 Diamondbacks? Why don't you watch that, Chris? Tell me how good of a movie that's going to be. Oh boy. Triggered. Yeah. All right. I've been hanging around you for fucking so long. <laughs> All right, anyway. So Judge held out of the lineup second day. People were like, uh, well, I was like, uh, what the fuck is we yeah, said? What's wrong so, with this rightfully guy? so. <laughs> you know? So you're you're the GM. You're Brian Cashman. Hal Steinbrenner, hello. This is Hal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hi. Hello. <laughs> SGR is the GM. <laughs> All right. Do you want to do a little bit here, Ryan? You want to do yeah, a let's go. Yeah, we'll do a scene. All right, you're all right. You're pretend your phone's ringing. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Who's this? Brian Cashman here. Brian, this is Hal. How you doing? Hey, Hal. How's it going? Uh, not so good. I gave you fucking twenty billion dollars, and you had to give mm-hmm. me a World Series. So, what are we gonna yeah. do? Uh-huh. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, well, we uh, we got to see uh, how we're doing going forward. Uh, <laughs> but. You know, the luxury tax is a problem. And, uh, you know, because if we go over the luxury tax, we're going to have to pay like $3 million. And, uh, you know, we can't afford that. So, uh, All right. So I'm going to ignore the fact that you just called me cheap right there. I need you to do mm. something for me. Okay. Okay. Yep. Aaron Judge. Whatever, whatever you I need, need help. You need to shit or get off the pot. Either extend this guy or trade him. Um, yeah, <laughs> let me get. I'll get back to you on that. All right. <laughs> All right, so your Yankees GM Brian Cashman, how gives you the ultimatum? Sign him or trade him? What are you doing? Did you see the results of the poll? I'm not surprised. I'm actually I'm surprised that it wasn't I didn't. further. I I'm didn't actually see surprised them. it's not further in this direction. Fifty two percent of the people voted to trade Aaron Judge. You're fucking out of wow. your mind. How many votes? And and over, we, we got over four hundred votes. And hold on, let me ask wow. let me ask you a question. Have I been have I been speaking positively about judge so far this year have i not said he's a he's a complete disappointment right now that he can't stay healthy he isn't producing but you're crazy right now if you're telling me you would trade him over extending him what first of all who are you getting for him is that going to be like maybe maybe you'll use judge as the as the trade-off to get rent uh, to get scherzer as a rental Maybe we'll just do that, right? I mean, let's just make it as as fucking extreme as possible. I mean, come on. Come on. Listen, you have to think of it both ways. This is Aaron Judge. You want to see him on another team? You want to see your pitchers pitch to him on another team and beat you? Or do you want to take this as an opportunity to say his value is pretty low right now, lower than we thought it would be at this time? 
I'm going to use that to my advantage and extend the guy. I want to read some uh, fan comments here. Can you get? A, I know I always yell at you to get away from the mic. You're a little too far from the mic. I'm going to try not to to drop dead. So I want you guys to react to them because I already I already caused an aneurysm or two already tonight. All right. We're going to start with this one here. This is from BH Sales. With his size, he's not going to age well, and there's other outfielders like Juan Soto. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know. Is that, but what does that even mean? There's other outfielders like Juan Soto. No, no, no. We're going to go. We're going we're gonna to trade Aaron Judge and get Juan Soto. Right. Yeah, and well, they could throw him in the Scherzer package. Because he's, <laughs> yeah, because he's available. And, uh, you know, the, even though we see that Judge isn't as valuable as he should be right now, the Nationals don't know that. And they'll definitely give up Soto for Judge right now. Definitely. It's realistic. This will this will mm. trigger Chris because his at is at Schumacher eighteen fourteen. Oh, uh, he said uh, it would have to redefine the meaning of King's ransom to trade Aaron Judge. There you go. Okay, I That's like a solid you. answer. I like you, Shoemaker. Uh, what else that. we got here? This is from DM Neos 25. If you look at what Springer got for his contract and age, I think Judge gets the same type of deal, maybe even less. I'd rather keep a homegrown player than let him go, especially when he's a type of player Aaron judges. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to read this one in particular, but I got several with the same type of, uh, you know, idea behind it. Mm -hmm. Same premise. Uh, same premise. I'm, I pop, got pop, smarter than you, I think. Ooh. At pop pop guy, bry guy, right? He says extend them with the standard no passes to the nurse's office clauses. We pay you to play. Now I'm This is going with people are pay saying to play? give pay to play. People are saying lowball him. You sign him to a incentive laden deal. Okay. Can I just say one thing? Um, it, part of that is what I just said. You you leverage his his you know drop off here over the last couple of years and and him being unable to stay healthy. You can't lowball him per se. It's got to be realistic to what he's produced. And the last thing I'll say is that's not. It's not like he's a salesman and making commission. It's not. You can't give him a contract and like like he's a okay. It's a small base salary at one seventy five a game, but if if yeah. you ha every hit you get, we're gonna pay you ten thousand dollars. And if and if you play each game you play, we're gonna give you a commission of of a thousand. That's not how it works. You still have to give no. him a good contract. You can fans incentivize that gonna, contract. You fans really think they're going to sign Aaron Judge to like $3 million a year and then like, oh, if you hit 40 <laughs> home runs, then you'll make... Look, if you look at what his war is compared to what other guys are playing and getting paid and all that stuff, it's an easy 25 to $30 million a year contract you're going to have to give the guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
incentive incentive contracts are what you give to a guy like say Andy Pettit on the last year of his contract I think they it was it was heavily incentivized the guy that's on the very end of his career not a guy going for his biggest yeah but it's beyond that what they're what they're trying to get at is beyond that because it just doesn't make sense what what people are trying to say you know using that premise is that you completely lowball him, give him a contract that he definitely like is a is an embarrassment to him, but say, hey, if you if you play more and if you play this amount of games and if you hit this many home runs, then your contract will actually be, you know, real. What you can what you can do, you can say if you play one, you know, we like like what what happened with uh Hap last year. I'm sorry I said his fucking name. Whatever, sue me. Um, if you X amount of starts, you get, you know, your option picked up or you get an extra, whatever you can do that. But it's not like the Yankees were paying him $7 an hour to make fucking starts last year. He was still making $17 million a year, which was, you know, at the time was a fair market rate for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you give judge, you give judge a D here's how I would do it. You give judge a good contract, right? The guy, the guy unfortunately came up later in his career than than we're used to. He's he has been great. Let's not let's not say he hasn't. Well, that's that's going to be a whole different debate about guys going to college versus not going to college. Because if you go to college, you right, can get the major leagues later, right. But like, so you give him the contract, maybe he deserves if he stayed the way he was, right? But since you're giving him that money, maybe then you can leverage the fact that you want a team option after two years. And maybe at that point he says, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna risk that because it's good money that I don't think I deserve right now. And that incentivizes him alone to stay healthy and to do everything he can to stay healthy and to fucking start really mashing like, like we need him to. All right, so we'll read a couple more here. This is from Silky Johnson. Oh. Actually, his... Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good handle. His, actually, that's his name, his... His name is Danny. Silky. His mom named Silky him Silky Johnson. Oh, Sylvie. No, Silky. Oh, like, Silky. Like, I don't think that's his name, Silky. dude. But his at is a uh, New York sports troll. Uh, so you can tell how this is going. Yes. Uh, he's 29 and always injured. Unless it's a four-year deal, how can you do it? Especially with the black hole in the order that is John Carlos Stanton. That's fair. It is fair. Because because the thing with black holes is that we don't we don't necessarily like we have some type of an idea of what they do, but like no matter what the truth is about them, we'll just make up whatever we want. So no matter what Stanton does, he's just a fucking loser black hole who doesn't exist. And that's fair. I mean, that's a fair evaluation. All right. Uh, this is from K Kamine 33, who's a good listener to the show. He interacts all the time, but it, he wants to trade him for prospects. No, no, no. Listen, I love you if you're a good listener. If you're a follower, I'm not trying to rip you here. Prospects are garbage to me right now. If the Yankees win a couple World Series over the next handful of years, and then you want to start talking about prospects to me again, I'm all for it. But you don't even have a fucking World Series under your belt when this window of opportunity is is 
closing quicker than you think. Prospects don't even exist to me right now. This poll got a lot of interaction, but we'll end it here with Hunter Larson. This is it's my boy. <clears throat> so we'll say this. He goes, I know it's not ideal, but I take judge having load management the way, uh, like what the Yankees been mm-hmm. doing with him. If he plays 140 games this year and his future, his future years in talent is undeniable. His weaknesses are fixable. People are saying he's terrible thus far, but he's really not doing that bad. Hunter, I agree with you. But one thing I'll correct you on is that this isn't necessarily load management to me, and that's why it's frustrating. We're not even a month into the season, and it's not like the Yankees are just kind of taking it easy on him. It's that he actually is feeling sore, and they're and they're they don't want that to progress. So it's not load management as much as it is just really really staying on top of him and not letting it get to the point where he needs to get to the IL, which I am okay with. The reason why it's frustrating is because he didn't even get to a point that he was like really turning it on. And maybe it's, you know, a couple months into the season where it's justifiable. We're talking about the first month of the season. What's two weeks in that he was sore already that he had to sit a couple games. And now he's sore again by the end of the first month. What's going on? This isn't load management. This is a guy getting sore way too often that they're trying not to let break. But and but eventually is, that's going to break. Maybe it is load management because who's not sore, but they're just using it as an excuse to not play him. Maybe. I you can't make sense of anything they're really doing right so, now as an organization. You know, you're so. on the spot now. What are you doing? Oh, I, I, it's not even a question for me. I, I'm extending him. Uh, Cashman knows what he's doing when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I think he gets a good deal done. You don't want to see judge go to another team. This guy's a great baseball player. He will step it up, but he's got to stay healthy and he's got to lead on the field, uh, by example, and really start producing for this team. Well, I know Ryan's answer trade him and Ryan would trade. What do you want? Ryan's not even trading him. He's just releasing him. He's just going to release him. Just DFA him. Look, (laughs) as much as I hate Aaron judge. All right. Even if even if you don't like Aaron Judge, there's too much of it from a business perspective of why you wouldn't trade him. He, he brings too much value to the team off the field. So yeah, yeah, I I might not you know, it's way I too much reward it. than right. You know, than just, a it's, risk. Not, it's not worth it right now off the field and then on the field. Who are you even? What are you even going to get for tr- the and true rem- value of Aaron? And Judge? remember, you can also leverage his age here too because he's he's going to be thirty. Yeah. You know, so it's not like he, he can justify a 10-year deal here. So you, you leverage his if, age plus his, his injury-prone, you know, last couple years and his and his drop-off in, in production. I don't think that they could right now use that as leverage to give him uh, less money in a contract, I think. But if they do wait and if he continues this, you know, where he looks like he's an injury-prone type of player, when his free agency does come up, then they'll have that leverage. Yeah, but, but they won't, I think they, they they won't let that happen because then. they know there's teams but out they there. they won't have leverage. Right, I know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You need to too. do like, it when that's Judge... Why, that's why an incentive contract wouldn't work. You need to do I, it when, when Judge is questioning himself at this point. You need to do it when right, Judge... But you know he's not. He's not questioning his himself. He's not going to let him sign a contract he's the right face. Now. He's the face of baseball, yeah. even regardless of I'm not saying to lowball him. I'm not saying to necessarily lowball no, no. him. I'm saying you have these things at your advantage that you can 
push across yeah, the table. Remember, Cashman's gonna... a salesman when he's talking to these guys and agents. Mm. You know, that it's part of it's a sales pitch. And when you have things like this, it it you plant the seeds of okay. Listen, I was I was in the car business when when someone would come in to do a um to trade to have a trade in. We were always taught when we're looking over their vehicle before we get a value on it, the customer must come out with us, right? Because what we what what a car salesman will do, I know scumbags, they'll any little scratch, they don't say anything, they don't say a word, but they'll go up to it, they'll they'll put their finger on it, and what does that do? It makes the it makes the person there to trade in their car say, oh shit, that fucking scratch there. Oh, he's looking at the tire. I know the tires are kind of bald there. I guess, I guess really the value is not as much as I thought it was. It plants those seeds. So yeah, you can still make the fight to get a little more, but you don't feel like you have the same ground to, to stand on when you're, when you're fighting back. All right. Did you just put everybody to sleep? No, I put you to sleep because you're not even, you're just looking at the stupid fucking NFL draft. It's more interesting than telling people about bald tires. You're a fucking bald tire. Your mom. Not right. Not, right. not Ryan. Not Ryan. Oh, okay. All right. You're fine. You're fine. All right. Let's fucking wrap up, man. All right. So hey, I'll on. say this about Aaron Judge, right? Mm-hmm. If you extend him and in five years you're wrong, I'd rather be wrong. That's a great way to some, put it. You You cannot let him go on the chance that you're right for the chance that you will be wrong. So I'd rather be wrong with him in my uniform than wrong with him in somebody else's uniform. Because you, and, and also just to put a bow on that, if you're going to win a world series, man, judge is one of the guys you want there. One of the guys that if you're going to win a world series, it's because it's because he contributed. You're not going to get another, pl- you're not, there's not many players out there like judge who you're going to be able to get back for him at this point. So you're right. I'd rather be wrong and 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 sign him here. All right. So here we go. We'll take a look ahead. The Yankees are returning home for a weekend series against the Detroit Tigers uh, tomorrow night, seven oh five. Garrett Cole, baby, the ace of the Yankees, will take the mound against. You ready for this? T B T. No, Tarek Screwball. Screwball. It is. If I'm saying that correctly, his name is Tarek Skubal. Uh, He's a 24-year-old pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. He's a lefty, and he's got a 5.47 career array, so he should shut the Yankees down tomorrow. (laughs) That's pretty good. You got to give a curve on some of these pitchers. Like the guy who had an 8 ERA today really plays to like a 4. So that 5 ERA is like fucking DeGrom status. So we got (laughs) Skubal. On Mon- on Friday, and then Turnbull will take the ball for oh my God. Scooball, Turnbull, Slide Ball. Fork we'll ball. take the ball for the Tigers <laughs> against Jameson Tyone. Spoon Ball. Really, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that start, man, because we saw a lot just of like good the Kluber, from- just like the Kluber start. This is that start for Tyone now, right? And then uh, mm. Sunday, we're wrapping up. It's my daughter's first birthday. Where the fuck did this year go, right? Happy birthday. Uh, and then it's going to be uh, Jose Urena, who, you know, Turnbull and Urena are two solid pitchers. It's not going to be a walk in the park for the Yankees. So, I mean, if they lose the Cole Star, they're in fucking trouble this weekend. 
Um, and then Corey Kluber will take the ball Sunday, who, you know, he's got to back up. He's got to show that wasn't a fluke. He's got to show that that, that start against the Orioles wasn't a fluke. So I'll tell you what. A big week. It, Kluber comes out Sunday and dominates and, and picks up a win for this team. You're feeling really fucking good about Kluber. Really mm. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. the pitching matchups outside of Friday, there you could you want to say they're probably they might even tilt in the favor of the Tigers. No, but again, the the Yankee we can't be sitting here Sunday night recording this fucking show after I just had a great day celebrating my daughter's birthday, fucking punching holes in the wall mm-hmm. and screaming about how they lost another fucking series. It can't happen. No, if they don't win this series against the Tigers, I, when do you throw in the fucking towel? When is it over? We can talk about that on Sunday. I don't want to talk about it on Sunday. So go win a fucking series. Let's go win a fucking series, please. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening to episode 229 of the NYYST podcast. Follow us on Twitter or don't. Who cares? We're we're like fucking, what do they call it? Shadow band? Yeah, we're We're definitely shadow band. Yeah, we're probably At NYY Sports Talk. Uh, Thank you for listening. Stack guy, Rye. Go Yanks. <laughs> nice. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.